Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Straight Shot. The podcast where we discuss marketing as it impacts everyday life. My name is Zachary Bennett, and as always, welcome to my lovely co-host, Jennifer Lee. Hello. And uh, all right, we're just going to jump into it today. Uh, Something big happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it has impacted our everyday life in a big way. So um, we're going to take a minute to, um, to kind of talk through the Nike Kaepernick deal. So two weeks ago today... Uh, Nike dropped a new ad with controversial athlete Colin Kaepernick. And everyone has opinions. So like most people, you know, I take a look at my Facebook feed and I saw that everybody was talking about it. They're loving it. They're hating it. They're being apathetic. And I thought to myself, hey, this is a great topic for our new podcast. So I invited two guests from my Facebook feed to sit in with us today and discuss. One from each side of the controversy. However... One couldn't make it and ended up canceling this morning. But we still have an amazing guest with us today. So I'd like to introduce Hal Williams. Hello, Hi, Hal. Hello, hello. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Hal is the owner of Clinic Green Carpet Cleaning. Uh, and we met through a local networking group several years ago. Uh, and I know that as a business networker, you have a 30 second commercial. Uh, in your hip pocket, right? In your holster. I've never done a 30-second before. Oh, Can you, you tell liar. me what a 30-second is? <laughs> it's your elevator speech. It's my elevator speech. Let's yes. hear it. My elevator speech. Hello, my name is Hal Williams. I'm with Clean It Green Carpet Cleaning. I do carpet, upholstery, hardwood floors, tile and grout, and if you bribe me hard enough, I might even strip and wax a floor for you. Based out of Swanee, but covering the metro area, I don't upsell because I want you to call me back. People hate upselling. And I have the best customer service that you've ever seen. I want to make sure that I get fans, not just clients. So if you need your carpets cleaned, the, uh, the couches cleaned, or anything like that, call me for an eco-friendly, great customer experience. Hal Williams, Clean and Green. Hey. Nice. How do they call you? What's your number? Uh, 678-926-8402 or cleanitgreensolutions.com. All right. And of course, you're on Facebook. Uh, what is this Facebook thing you refer to? <laughs> yes, I am on Facebook. Uh, I have a have a Facebook page as well as you can find me on Google as well. All right, he gets around. Oh yeah, yes. he's he's very popular on the Facebooks, which is how he got here today. Yes, um, I try. How uh, is a business owner, of course, as I am, and as business owners, we can provide some insight into how marketing decisions like the one that Nike has made recently can impact someone's business. I think before we do that, we should probably discuss, like, then give an overview of the Kaepernick situation. Oh, okay. Well, for those of you that aren't aware of what's been going on in at least social media, if not TV, for the last several years almost now. Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick was an American football player in the NFL. And in 2012, he led the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. The next year, 2013, they made it into the playoffs. 
all very good for Colin Kaepernick. However, for the next three years, the 49ers did not have a winning season. And then, <laughs> and then in Tisk. 2016, he ignited a nationwide controversy by deciding to not stand up for the American National Anthem. But instead, he decided to take a knee. Once he was noticed for doing that, um, he indicated that he was doing it out of protesting racial injustice in the country that was being celebrated by that song. That's where the controversy comes in. People started saying he was disrespecting the country, the people that were fighting to defend the country. Other people were saying, shut up, he has the right to protest, this is America. Other people were celebrating what he was protesting or joining him and really you know, thinking that he was right in what he was doing. So that's kind of where the controversy all started right there. And actually, this was the second time or the second way. Like the first three times he was a bench warmer, he simply stayed seated. Every time the national anthem would come on, that's right. he would just stay seated. And that was the way he was deciding to protest um, and nobody really noticed. Not, I mean, not too many people noticed. And if they noticed, they didn't really say too much about it, except for one guy. Now, this guy, his name is Nate Boyer. He is an Army Special Forces veteran. And he was very upset with the, um, the fact that he was seated during the national anthem. And he couldn't understand why he was doing that. So he reached out to Kaepernick and expressed his concern about him sitting during the national anthem. And much to his surprise, Kaepernick actually emailed him back or communicated whatever with him back and had a very intelligent conversation with him where they actually met at some point off-site and um, asked him, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, let me explain it to you. And he explained his reasons. And the interesting thing about Nate Boyer being an, a Special Forces veteran is that he understands that the reason why he fights overseas is for the rights of the people here in the United States. So he supported... Ka Kaepernick's right to protest. Right. He just did not appreciate the way he chose to protest. So he said, can I make a suggestion that if you want to protest for the reasons that you are suggesting, can I suggest that you take a knee? Um, taking it, he, you know, he, while he supported his right to protest, he found out that he was going about it to be disrespectful, to sitting is disrespectful. Taking a knee is a sign of respect in our culture as well as especially in the military. In the military, you take a knee for a fallen soldier, airman, marine, whatever. You take a knee uh, in reverence, in um, respect, in honor. In this country, we take a knee when we pray. We take a knee when we're being mindful, when we're being quiet. So taking a knee is supposed to be a sign of respect. And that's right. what Nate Boyer was trying to communicate to Colin Kaepernick. So he suggested, if you want to protest, please possibly consider taking a knee so and he did he did he, he started a taking a knee and when he did that all of a sudden he wasn't staying seated see i think because he was a bench warmer before him staying seated was just like him being lazy and not doing anything but when he actually started to take a knee that was an action and yeah, people he did noticed a more forward thing yeah so people noticed but since that year since the year that he he did this he has been a free agent which is nfl speak for being unemployed so in 2017, <laughs> he filed a grievance against the NFL saying that they were colluding against him so that he couldn't be hired anymore. So uh, before we get into Nike, 
Hal, um, tell me what you think personally of his protest, the impact that it's had on his own career, whether he was being, you know, colluded against, his impact on the country and, and on the NFL, because it's it's people are saying it's bad for football, it's bad for the country. What what are what are your thoughts about since you're here? Since I'm here, well, one thing about the part of him being a bench warmer, the, the protest with him sitting sitting down started in the preseason so he wasn't even dressed out uh, oftentimes they don't have the first stringers or second stringers playing during the preseason are so you a football fan i am a football fan i'm a loyal cowboys fan even though they are kind of garbagey right now but that's another story for another <laughs> podcast check with me in five years and i'll see if i'm happy enough to talk about it so um but in terms of the the protest from my my personal standpoint I understand the protest, and for me, I like digging into the details of things, so I, I understand why everybody is upset. It's the national anthem time. This is when you know the NFL started doing the national anthem and having the players out there because of a situation they worked on with the government. It's kind of like it was a payment. There was money exchanged to have the players out. They have the big flags out and everything. So to protest during that time, upset a lot of people because and you've heard numerous uh, arguments about it it's you're, you're disrespecting the military because that's the time to honor the military you're disrespecting the flag because he even said i'm not going to stand for a flag under which injustices and stuff were going on etc and then you get also the you're disrespecting law enforcement and even part of the controversy was the day after his protest went public he was at practice and he was wearing socks with cops as pigs on it yes and uh oh, some i didn't hear that yes yeah, he, made had, it a he had those on that made he, it worse he, he, he was he had a reputation a little bit before all this for not liking law enforcement very much I well think. he may have but once he did that and we know how the environment is in the country now so a lot of the arguments we have, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, regardless of what your thoughts are, everything is rush, rush, rush. So everybody goes for the high level. You get a couple of facts, you make a judgment on it, and you start arguing from there and don't go into the details. So it didn't matter that right after he wore the socks, he gave a statement and said, I'm, I'm wearing this to protest the bad cops. Not all cops, the bad cops. But what we have is a situation where, oh, you're protesting police in general, that's wrong, and it erupted from there. So what we've seen, from my perspective, is it did polarize the country. You have some people who completely don't care about what he's protesting about because of the time when he chose to protest, right. and you have that. You have some people who are saying, and there, uh, to me it seems like there's just a few of these people who say, you know what? I understand what you're saying. Pick a better time to do it. And then you have a lot of people, um, definitely a lot of people of color, like myself, and also people who may lean towards a different side of the aisle who are completely focused on the protest and, and now angry because of the fact that it does seem like he got frozen out of the NFL. I think I think timing has a lot to do with it. Right now, the, the, our country is extremely split. Yes, You have the very liberal and very conservative, and then you have people in the middle that are like, y'all just shut up, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Y'all yeah, just that, get along. And, and this, <laughs> I, think, I think his... 
this happening at the same time that the elections were going on mm-hmm. um, probably made it worse. You know, it's like you're this side or this side. And if you if you were in the middle or, or apathetic, like I said earlier, some people are apathetic. If you were in the middle, it, it's like you they people wanted you to choose a side. Oh, yeah, you were yes. allowed to not be right. on a side. Yes. And so there's lots of uh, our country is actually really, really polarized right now. And it's, to me, it's embarrassing. I'll just say it. The fact that we can't get along with it ourselves is pretty, pretty bad. All right. So now, just two weeks ago, Nike released an ad featuring Kaepernick for their 30th anniversary of the Just Do It marketing campaign. Before we discuss the ad, let's talk about Nike, their marketing, and the Just Do It campaign. Um, Nike started out as Blue Ribbon Sports, and they imported shoes from Japan. Blue Ribbon Sports, not a bad name right um the owners grew their business for seven years on their own but they all still had day jobs like so many of us that are business owners you start off you have this little passion that you're doing or you're trying to make it on your own and you still have a day job one of them phil knight was a teacher of accounting at portland state university and carolyn davidson was a graphics design student at the college what what yo and yep And uh, Knight overheard her talking about needing money in order to stay in school, and he offered her $2 per hour to make a new logo for his side business. Now, this was a long... $2 an hour? This was a long time ago. When I was in high school, minimum wage... When I was in in high school, minimum wage was three fifteen an hour. So you have to think not now when people are trying to you know fifteen dollars an hour, but back then that was minimum wage for a high school student or a college student in this case. That's not it's not unreasonable for them to make minimum wage to to do this side project. So um, he was looking to start making his own shoes for the first time through a factory in Mexico. And the only direction that he gave her for the for the logo was that it couldn't look like Adidas. Right, because Adidas had the three stripes. The three stripes. So Mountains. that was That's that was the are. only direction that he gave her. So after several weeks, she had tracked seventeen and a half hours towards creating this new logo, and the David Davidson met with um, the partners in their home office, and she presented five different uh, options, and they all decided to go with the logo that we now see and everybody loves, the swoosh. Now, people talk about how iconic the logo is and how it was only created for $35, uh, but- I paid you $35 for this. Yeah, (laughs) but hiring an art student for minimum wage was all that the partners could afford at the time. Um, Having a, a, a professional do it, having an agency do it, was just too expensive for them. And historically, that has always been the case, that Mm -hmm. the larger agencies have been far more expensive. And so that's why you started doing what you do. uh, That's right. For smaller businesses. That's right, because smaller businesses can't afford all the the big corporate agencies that are are out there. So, yeah, that's very true. Um, Now, she worked more than... She said she worked. She only tracked 17 and a half hours because she was a college student. She wasn't very good at tracking her hours. Now, she has said that, and I believe her. (laughs) I believe her. (laughs) Um, It takes a long time to make a brilliant logo, people. Does it really? It really does. It does. It, it's a lot harder than people think. Not all I'll, Vistaprint, Halpert. Uh, well, and that Darn. people also say, "Well, I'll just have Fiverr do it." Well, you have Fiverr do it. You're going to get something that looks like clip art. You know, the 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 thing about her is, um, once the the company Nike became successful, they came back to her. They gave her jewelry. They gave her stock in the company from very early on. She's doing okay. 
Right? So we don't have to worry about her. I think if I heard, remember correctly, everybody that was with the company originally, once they really took off, everybody was a millionaire. So yeah, they're, they're yeah. fine. She ended up doing fine. That's the, a good boss. The, <laughs> the important thing to note uh, about that whole exchange is that she was a creative. She was a, a graphic designer. She put a lot of thought into what she was going to build for the business. Uh, with her design, she changed the name of the business. Right, uh, and she gave it creative purpose. Now, their name actually comes from the Greek wing goddess of victory. A lot of people don't know that. Do you know that? I knew that. You knew that. No, the, we didn't. I did. <laughs> I have taken mythology. Thank you, Smelly Lunch. So yeah, the the um, the name comes from the Greek wing goddess of victory, and the logo, which people call a check mark or a swoosh, is actually a wing. So. If you look at, for those of you that watch this on video, uh, and I will put it up on the screen. If you look at this, this is not a check or a swoosh. It is a wing. Do you see a wing? Uh, yes, I see a wing. <laughs> I see a swoosh. All right, well, this is, this is uh, Nike. This is the Greek goddess of, of victory, and that is why it's so good for... see that. That's why it is so good for uh, for she their looks like a volleyball player. She's for a their winner. company. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually uh, quite a bit to uh, to her. Um, if you look at the Olympic Games, you know the wreaths that they wear around uh, yeah. her her head. That actually came from her as well. The the idea wow. in mythology or their religion at the time is that she would fly down to the battlefield and the victors she would put those Laurels. on their on their head. Yeah, so that's kind of where that that came from. Congratulations, um, you blowed them up. So. <laughs> You and are then, Victor. if you look, if you look here, this is a pair of wings that is just two. You can kind of see the, the kind of the check oh. there. Oh. It. This is another, so that you can kind of see, see it. Ooh, so yeah. I see. They just left the feathers off. Yeah. Right, exactly. Ah. Yeah. All right, Down. so so once aligned with a marketing agency. Right, so once they became more successful, and they aligned themselves with the marketing agency. Uh, they were able to further develop the brand that Carolyn helped create. So in the '80s, Nike was trying to beat Reebok. You remember? You how old are you? Forty-four. You remember the '80s? I do. And Reebok, you remember the the, uh, the they were little high tops. Yes. Remember um, that Reebok was concentrating on aerobics because Jane Fonda was really big at the time. High top sneakers uh, were were moving uh, away from um, Converse, which is what we had before that. Um, so their the person they were trying to beat in the '80s was uh, was Reebok. Nike decided that they were going to be tougher than their competition in order to be different. Reebok was concentrating on aerobics. Nike decided to go tougher, right? So go after real athletes. So that's when they came up with their brand mission statement, uh, which is to inspire the soul of the athlete, not just these, the uh, jazzercise studio. Um, so they decided to hire inspirational figures, sports stars, and, and began the Just Do It campaign. Uh, the Just Do It campaign has always been set around don't be lazy, don't make excuses. You're doing the maniac over here. I am, I maniac, maniac. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they went after people like Michael Jordan and all these, these greats that were in, uh, in the athletic field, the professional sports, and really made it more manly, if you will, than Reebok, which is how they were able to uh, you know, kind of beat out their their competition 
It has been very successful for them, so successful that they've kept it for the last 30 years straight. So that brings us to the 30th anniversary of the campaign and the Kaepernick ad. They could so, have picked anyone. They could have picked anyone. There's lots of arguments about who they should have picked. But let me just to kind of describe for those of you that can't can't see. And, and for those of you that are on video, I'll throw it up on the screen so that you can see what the ad looks like. Uh, it is basically just a black and white picture of his face. And it has the, um, the words on it say, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Just do it. So, how? What do you think about Nike's decision to begin with to hire Colin Kaepernick for the campaign? And then what do you think about the ad itself? I'm going to try to play the other side since our other guests didn't come here so I can add in what the conservatives Jack are saying. going to try really hard to give you a conservative but point of view. I, I have seen enough. I can no. give you both sides of it. I no, tell hey, you what, just, you perfectly, just me in. Perfectly fine. I'm going to summarize my own thoughts here at the end of the show. So, uh, if, But I just want to make sure that you know both sides are represented. And in, I'm in only what here for comedic effect. In what we're, yes. what we're talking about. So uh, tell me to begin with I'm what you rough. think about the fact that they hired him and then what do you think about the ad itself? Honestly, when I saw that they hired him, my first reaction was, okay, cool. All right. They brought in a, very, a polarizing figure that is inspirational to a number of people just sheerly because of the fact that he did this protest and it was controversial and in the eyes of many, it has cost him his football career. So I looked at it. I said, okay, cool. I read the words. I didn't really think a lot about it because some people, when it comes to wording, not everybody is a word Nazi. So they said even if you sacrifice everything, most people looked at it in terms of just his career. So for me, my first reaction was, okay, cool. And then from there, it was, this is smart because Nike brought in someone who a lot of people are behind and they're going to make a lot of money off of that. So. To me, my first reaction was, cool ad, smart marketing. Now, a lot of people, to, to again talk about the other side, their biggest issue with him being in the ad is that word sacrifice. Because he, they say he didn't sacrifice anything. Now, you're going along with the idea that he sacrificed his career because the NFL has now blackballed him, mm -hmm. which is what he sued the NFL for to begin with. But there's a lot of people that have said, no, that's not the case. There's a, there's a, a, a ton of backlash that spawned from this to the very beginning. There's, the Nike stock went down, a reported 3 to 6%. They lost about $4 billion in market share. That's in the first week. Now, um, social media posts started coming out, condemning them, saying that they were committing brand suicide. People started burning their products, cutting out their logos, purchased. saying that they uh, should have picked someone else. That's the biggest thing. This guy didn't sacrifice anything. This guy sacrificed something. So that's a big thing that they did. Uh, and then on the other side, there are tons of memes and, and social media post out there about how dumb it is to boy boycott a company to destroy products that they already bought. So two weeks ago, before this started, Nike owned 46% of the market. That is a hugely successful brand. Their closest competitor is Adidas, followed by Under Armour, Reebok, and everybody else that's in the sports apparel industry. So they can withstand some losses. Now, in reaction to the backlash, they released a new ad, which was a video featuring Kaepernick as the speaker. So let's listen in. Those of you that are watching us on the YouTubes or on our uh, um, app can actually watch it. 
So let's listen into the ad. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Ironman after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. If you're born a refugee, don't let it stop you from playing soccer for the national team at age 16. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. When they talk about the greatest team in the history of the sport, make sure it's your team. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football. Play it at the highest level. And if you're a girl from Compton, don't just become a tennis player. Become the greatest athlete ever. Yeah. That's more like it. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. All right, so thoughts on the ad. 26 million people have clicked on it on YouTube alone. I thought the ad is inspirational. I mean, if you're strictly looking at the ad for the ad and listening to the words and watching the people that were flashing through there, then if you're a person who is moved by such things, then it's inspirational because the ad goes through people like Serena Williams. That was the part about starting off in Compton and now she's, well, she's not number one now, but I mean, not she won. Anymore. She won the French she, Open she, while she was She pregnant. was two weeks ago. She wasn't. <laughs> Nobody can so, deny that Serena Williams is not an amazing tennis player. Right. And, you know, the, the person who started off as a refugee ended up on the national team. You, each of those stories was inspirational mm -hmm. in some manner. And so from a point of sacrifice, of just going out and, and saying sacrificing everything, if you take him out of that ad, people would not have a problem with the I word agree. everything. Because I know you said sacrifice earlier. It was that sacrifice everything that really had people just inflamed because they say he didn't give up everything. But the thing is, go back to what I said earlier. Not everybody is, is a, 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 the word police. So people use the word. I mean, how many times have parents looked at their kids and said, word I gave up matter. everything? Wow. Yes. Word lives matter. Word lives matter. Yes. How many times have parents <laughs> told their kids, I've given up everything for you. And, you know, the kid didn't turn around and look at them and say, but you're not dead. You didn't give up everything. You did not so, fight for this country, mother. You did not. So. So do you think that Kaepernick has a right to be in the company of the people, other people in the ad? Since you can't take him out of the ad, like you said? He sacrificed in some manner, sure. 
Uh, it, even the people within the ad, as they were going through, some were shown having sacrificed things. Others, for example, they showed LeBron James. They didn't really talk about something that he sacrificed. They just his, his was the part where it said, "Be bigger than basketball." Do some or the you know the young lady where it says, "Be the homecoming queen and the linebacker." So not everybody was shown referring to sacrifice. So if you look at that, there's no reason not to put him in the ad. Uh, so. There's different levels of sacrifice. Everybody knows that it's just a matter of going back to the controversial piece. And once it was him, and once everything kicked off, once he got put in that ad, everything was going to be scrutinized. So yeah, I think that I think Hal makes a solid point. I think the point of contention for most people, whether they realize it or not, is the word everything. 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 Because uh, to your point, yes, there are totally different levels of sacrifice. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've actually told my son how much I've sacrificed. You know what I've done for you? And, you know, I've sacrificed everything. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's totes not true. But um, there are different levels of sacrifice represented in the commercial. And I think that um, the idea that he has sacrificed something, uh, possibly his career, in an in, in effort to stand up for what he believes in, is absolutely true and I do think that the point that he says it's sacrificing everything and that it's a close-up on him I think doesn't right. even, even in that ad the video ad still when they came across the sacrificing everything that was where they showed him and that's the controversial part which I think Nike was banking on yes <laughs> well yeah because I mean no press I mean even bad press is good press right, right. So. yes so so since then there has been a ton of memes that have come out because that's how we communicate We're a nowadays meme culture yes so uh let's talk about some of our favorites oh. my favorite meme that has come out is the one that has ross from friends and it says just pivot it says, it says it's got a picture of ross standing in a, in a stairwell for those of you that are friends fans feel free to giggle along with this there's a picture of Ross Geller standing in a, in a um, an entryway to his apartment building. He's holding a couch. It says pivot in really big letters across his face. It's all black and white and dramatic. And then at the very bottom with the swoosh or the wing, it says just pivot. Yep. Well, I'll have to we'll have to put the, a clip of that show so people can understand because Hal's like, what are you talking about? going to pivot anymore. You think? All right, let's uh let's bring it back down and, and try again. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay, yeah, I think it's really stuck now. I can't believe that didn't work. I know, me neither. I mean, you had a sketch. Okay, now what, what did you mean when you said pivot? <laughs> I've, I've seen that there, one before. I think I saw it briefly because, like you said, there's been a bunch. That oh, there's some, so many. I saw someone online who said, let's just start an entire thread with nothing but the Nike meme. So I skimmed down, <clears throat> excuse me, I skimmed down through there. As a matter of fact, the funny thing was I was talking to a friend of mine, totally cracking up because for me, sometimes the cornier the better. And the one that had me laughing the hardest was. Pootie Tang, 
and of course, you know, he, I haven't seen that one. Yes, yeah, so I think the the words across it was, you know, you know, sign my whatever on the runny kind, which is a line from the movie. And instead of just do it, it was sadate. It's bad, brother man. Put a tang with your butt so bad that you can write it off on your taxes. Sadate. If you haven't seen it, go watch the movie. <laughs> it's stupid, but at least go watch it once, and then it'll all make sense. Kind of like what you said with Friends. What are some of the other ones that, uh, that oh, we've seen? Oh, my word. Um, there's just so many. I know that one of the ones that I saw, this is so stupid, though, but there's a cat, and he's a black cat. And Again, it's a very dark ad as far as, you know, it's a black and white, and the big green eyes popping out at you because it's a black cat, and it says... Um, scratch, scratch their faces for no reason or something like that. And then instead of just do it, it says just do it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my question is, Hal, and I'm going to ask you because I'm um, just curious. So, you know, there are two, well, there are two different sides. There are people, well, I guess there's three because like Zachary said, there are the, apath the, um, apathetic, the apathetic people. Yeah. Left, there right, the, middle. The, left, right, and I don't care. Um, I think, so there, there's the side uh, that believes that, uh, that believes strongly in what Kaepernick is trying to achieve and support his right to protest and feel very strongly in, in, um, in agreement with what he's doing. And then there is the other side that are feeling like he's disrespecting the flag, that he is starting a, a powder keg, you know, where he's, a whole bunch of stuff is going to come out of this that is not necessarily related to this. and that they disagree with this whole line of um, advertising and blah, blah, blah. So now that the memes have come out, I think one of the things that I find very interesting is that my Facebook feed is filled with both sides of the fence. I went to school in Chicago. I graduated with a theater degree. I have a lot of liberal friends. Having moved down here to Georgia and the people that I've met here, I have a lot of very conservative friends. So I literally have a 50-50 on my Facebook feed and I'm seeing both sides of the aisle sharing these memes and giggling about all these different things. And I'm wondering if, if, if there is any particular segment of the population that gets offended that memes are being made in light of this very serious campaign that, that Nike is trying to put out and Colin Kaepernick is trying to, his agenda is very serious and uh, his protest is very serious. Are we making fun of it? By, send, by, by memeing it. Well, I think that was, it might have become a coping mechanism. Well, and you know, for, for people, both sides. For both sides. Right. Because here we are, everybody taking one side or, or the other. Well, not everybody, because we have the apath apathetic people. Right. But. Who are still enjoying the memes. Who are still enjoying <laughs> the memes, because I'm, I'm like you. I have a lot of liberal friends, I have a lot of conservative friends. It surprises some of my more recent friends to tell them that if you go back and look at my discussion six or seven years ago, I was arguing things from the conservative perspective, and everybody thought I was crazy. That's because uh, you were a business owner. Yes, it happens, yes. <laughs> but it was a way that all of a sudden you had to laugh, because even with these memes popping up, and people would even say, listen, regardless of what side you're on, this is funny. All right. So let's take a break, hear yes. from our sponsors. Okay. And then when we come back, I'll give you my closing thoughts. Your straight shot. Ooh, straight straight shot. You should call it your straight shot. Your closing comments. Uh, oh, the, the wrap up. Yeah. Um, your straight shot. Yeah. The, so the straight shot about what I believe Nike was thinking and why. Mm. Why they did what they've done. All right, when we come back, thanks.
Introducing Napa Auto Care Centers. Napa, a trusted leader in the automobile industry, has joined together with the top auto repair centers in Atlanta to bring you Napa Auto Care Atlanta. Top local certified mechanics backed by the national power of Napa. Call 1-844-NAPA-ATL or visit NapaAutoCareAtlanta.com to find the location nearest you. Napa Auto Care Centers, the parts you trust, are now the shops you rely on. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. So we've talked a lot about opinion. So let's state some facts. Nike uh, has hired uh, Whedon or Wyden, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Whedon Kennedy uh, as their marketing agency. And uh, they've been with them for a long time. They've had a lot of really great success with them. Um, I think in the nutshell of this whole thing is that this um, backlash was not an oversight. I think they knew exactly what was going to happen. The seemingly reactionary release of the second ad uh, was not reactionary at all. Uh, and I think all of it has been carefully weighed strategy. Strategery. Yeah. I mean, they, these com- these people, they've been with them a long time. They, they know what they're doing. They know marketing. They know how to create buzz and how to take advantage of certain situations. So um, have you noticed in the last 30 years that Nike's marketing has never been about their product? Oh my gosh. It seems okay. strange, doesn't it? Well, I'm thinking. Yeah, no. And... Nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's not. It's never been about their sh- the shoes themselves. It's never been. You know, we're made out of this type of leather, or we're stitched together with this type of technology, and this this manufacturing process is maximizes the life of the shoe. It's never been about that, because they realize that that's not the buying point, right? That's not why people are buying their shoes. Instead, their marketing is geared towards engaging the emotions of their consumers. This time, they're taking it even further. Nike is banking on what Americus Reed calls identity loyalty. He defines it this way. Uh, It is um, a phenomenon that happens when buying becomes being. It's a pretty good way to put it. Uh, Some brands have been able to become part of who you are beyond what you buy. And when you're able to do that, when this happens, um, you have uh, what we call a brand ambassador, which is somebody that goes out and preaches the gospel of the company, so to speak, more so than just a consumer that buys things uh, in retail. So uh, it's something that they're banking on. It is a large leap for companies. Nike has uh, been around. They've done this for a long time. Um, So this is how they're doing it this time. They're aligning themselves with the core of several people in our country. And uh, by doing that, they are hoping to become part of who they are at the core of who they are by uh, aligning themselves with a certain belief system. Uh, On the other side, uh, the message of this latest ad doesn't really stray away from what the other half of the country actually believes. Aside from using Colin Kaepernick, the message itself can be embraced. 
believe. Believe in something. Um, that's something that everybody, regardless of who they are, in America at least, can, can really sink their teeth into and, and agree with. They aren't using Kaepernick's message. They're using their message. And after the shock wears off, the, the message itself, I think, is going to ring true for people. Another point, conservatives aren't really known for destroying things that they've purchased, right? So in the heat of the moment, to make a point, both sides are talking loud, talking hard, making sensational uh, videos for social media, sure. But after the shock wears off, I don't think it's going to be suicide for the brand. Um, and even if it is somewhat detrimental, which in the first couple of weeks it has been, um, they do have the marketing points to spare. So uh, until then, I think they are going to be uh, betting on their core audience, which is made up of uh, athletes, skateboarders, uh, urban artists, people that are involved in social and culture shaping movements. Um, so uh, their audience, they know what those people are about and they're banking on this upside by making uh, liberals think that they support their cause and becoming part of their lives. Uh, a lot of these people, they love the fight. They're Like I said, they're in these, these movements. Uh, Nike has given them something to fight for or to fight with. So I think the company is also banking that uh, conservatives will not be irrational in the end. Uh, they do still make a good product. They have a premium brand. Uh, so in the end, I think that they're they're trusting that the conservatives will recognize that and not uh, you know continue in the the boycott process, which is what uh, what social media has started. Uh, generally speaking, conservatives are older. Uh, the liberals are generally a lot younger, uh, and them being younger, they have more product to buy, right, in the end. So, uh, and, uh, you know, overall, once you look at the whole picture, Nike isn't really disrespecting the flag. They're just taking advantage of an opportunity of what's going on in our country. And they've received a lot of free press because of it. In the first week, they've received $43 million worth of media exposure is how it's been calculated. Um, so They're since then, the emotional absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, you hear people say there's no such thing as bad press. Um, there's a lot of things going on. We've talked about the uh, the, the memes that have been created. Uh, there's memes going around. People are making their own. All that's free press. Um, so whether people are saying it's brand suicide or Nike has stepped up to the plate and they're, they're joining this movement, whatever people are saying, they're talking about it. And, um, and I think in the end, it's a calculated risk and uh, business is still business. I don't think they are concerned with losing any Republicans that might take a stand against them, uh, because if they stand, it's just going to light the fire underneath their core audience and then sell more shoes, which is what the goal is. In the end, Nike is a company. They are looking to sell more shoes. And honestly, the majority of 40-year-old men aren't buying themselves sports apparel. And they're not shaping the, the culture that Nike is going to benefit from in the same ways as these younger, more liberal-minded individuals are. Um, as a successful company that has been marketing for a long time, Nike is trying to get them while they're young, raise them to be one with their brand. Uh, plus, you know, they just signed an eight-year sponsorship deal with the NFL. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. So that is the... Kaepernick Nike controversy uh, given to you straight from a marketing perspective. Yeah, give it to you straight. 
It's the straight shot. It's the straight shot. Yeah. So uh, on the next show, uh, we're going to discuss marketing lessons that can be learned from the Discovery Channel's recent uh, movie biopic that they did on Harley Davidson motorcycles. So yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, It's a blog series that we did a while back, uh, but it's got such good information in it that we're going to discuss it here on Straight Shot. I can't wait. So yeah, that'll be fun. So until then, we will see you guys later. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086 extension 300 or you can email us at info at straightshot.net be sure to download the straight shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows you can also find us on spotify itunes or directly at straightshot.net this has been straight shot